For almost a decade on my TV show Interview with Ed, I've been interviewing extra-dimensional beings and consciousnesses from a number of different realms. Many of my questions have been answered, but with every answer comes more questions. Join me on my ongoing quest to find out who are we, why are we here, and where are we going? All right. Good morning again, everybody, or good afternoon. I guess most people, it's probably afternoon. Today, we have awesome guest, Georgia Jean. Welcome. Hello. <laughs> good to see you again. It's been, uh, we've touched base here and there, but having a, a nice conversation like this, it's been a couple of years. Well, and I, as I sent out to my email list when I was announcing the show, you know, our last conversation was pre-pandemic, so. Right, 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 right. <laughs> a lot of stuff has happened <laughs> and a lot of new things have come in and it's actually been a pretty exciting um, time. So there's a lot to yeah. update even from what came through from the well, show. First off, you, you are now uh, in Chicago. You're not in Hawaii yes, anymore. I'm um, in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And uh, is I that permanent? Huh? Okay. Um, well, actually, no, next week I'm going to go and pack up my um, Hawaii place. And oh. um, this, I've just bought a, a tiny home on a drop zone in Chicago, which will actually be more my summer, like spring, summer residence. And then mm-hmm. I'm I'm going to keep road tripping as I did for uh, like nine months um, um, from about this time last year. Yeah, living in my car, traveling around and getting yeah. into the vortexes and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, yeah, let's get into that. What What's guiding you to do this traveling? What, what are you doing when you're traveling? That's really a great question because it very much feeds into um, the huge pieces that have been coming in through the circle work that we've been doing and uh, this concept of the heart blueprint and that within all of our hearts, there is the blueprint for our greatest unfolding personally and for everybody. And a big piece of what we have been doing um, and guiding people is how to become fully anchored in the heart, really seated in the heart and out of the mind. And that's, once you're in the heart, really everything is easy. (laughs) But getting into that is really the challenge. And so part of what I, um, and please interrupt me if I'm rambling on about this, but this is probably one of the most important things that's that's going on right now. Yeah, yeah. to really be able to discern when the heart is speaking and when the mind is speaking and how to anchor into the heart. Um, and then, so when you asked that question, I decided that I would really kind of live by this and listen to my heart where it was guiding. So I would do a less planned out experience mm-hmm. and I would just be very much in the moment and then listening to my heart. And I did this thing called that pop blueprint tool where um we did a, a bunch of smaller gatherings and then in between I would just be get guided to these different places. And sure enough, I didn't know why I was going to places most of the time, but then some pretty amazing thing would unfold or all the synchronicities and stuff. And, and also really what I learned hugely was that when I let my mind control things and particularly something that I w- would love to talk more about, which I think for a lot of spiritually advanced people is the biggest hurdle as you're coming towards really seating in the heart, which is what I call the good ego or the spiritual ego. Mm -hmm. And that's really when the voices in the mind are sounding spiritual or they're sounding good, but really it's just the mind still kind of controlling and it 
it has right. this like urgy, urgy quality to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so really, I just experimented when I felt that urgy quality, when I pushed past that still a voice or when I was just feeling resistance, like mm, something doesn't quite feel right here, but, you know, to be good, I'll do this or I'll say yes to this. <laughs> and it was always like a disaster. So, <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> so I just, so a lot of what I've been doing is really practicing for myself and of course as a guide to other people to really trust this process of listening to the waiting for the still voice so I was a couple of things happened the um as most of you know I'm an avid skydiver and the um the drop zone in Hawaii stopped mm. the fun jumping there and um oh no that was, yeah which ah. is what I did but but I just took it as a sign I was like okay right. I'm not going to resist that there is something, even though Hawaii is an amazing place and skydiving there is truly a beautiful experience and everything. I'm mm-hmm. not going to resist that something is is urging me to break the what I call the beauty handcuffs. <laughs> it's Hawaii is so beautiful and it's like becomes mm-hmm. almost like handcuffs to to let it go. Yeah, yeah. Um, and to listen to this thing saying, "Come on, it's time to move on," and it, it's honestly been incredible. But I was also searching for where. I should anchor a little bit more or what does my new life look like if right. I let go of the other ways that my being, my, my mind might have been controlling me or different things that I'm like equivocating about uh, might have been controlled me. So it was sort of a learning to follow the heart to really open up to my, my best life and to confidently guide others to do it because it really right. always is better. It's just always, always going to be better than anything your mind is coming up with. So, yeah. Well, you're, you're definitely not alone. Uh, lately, you know, Z, who we had on last week, uh, I've been doing this documentary on the Christ, on the Mitchell Hedges Crystal Skull and following Bill around. And I know others, another guy named Robert who Crystal Grids areas. Many people, are, they're getting this, this call to yeah. get out and go yes. and go and do um, you know meditations at different ley line points. I don't and, even know what I'm doing half the time. Yeah, right, right. I mean, and I've talked to many people who don't know what they're really doing, but once they get out and start doing it, they're yeah. realizing they're going to the universe, their guides, whoever are guiding them to go to these specific uh, areas of the planet. And just be just being there, I think, with many of us who literally know, who we are and what we yeah. do, just being in these certain areas, yeah, are uh, uh, activating some energies. It's hard to put into words. Sound, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, but um, uh, but but again, I think going like what you said, the main thing is following your heart to even get into that space. You can go and confidently do that. Yeah, that's right. Uh, that's right. Because it it's an unknown, right? You don't know where you're going. You, like you talk Absolutely. about. Yeah, 100%. And sometimes <clears throat> I have a sketch, you know, mm-hmm. I'll have a okay. sketch. And we, and this is an idea, I'm, I'm sure a, a lot of the, the viewers here um, watched the, the Gaia episode where the circle were talking about knowingness and manifestation, the two states of creation. And this idea of knowingness is is really really become more and more important because when when you have knowingness it's very clear there's no mind interfering so it's just um okay no I've got to go there right <laughs> and I don't I don't know why and and 
they talk about it this you know there's two states of creation there's manifestation which is essentially this we're experiencing this experience now with our physical senses and there's knowingness like i know my car is outside and it's easy to have knowingness when something's already been in manifestation but what we're learning to develop is knowingness when we haven't yet physically experienced a manifestation. Right. And it, it should have that same, oh, truth dimples are coming. Um, mm. And it has that same clean clarity. Like when I go, um, oh, yeah, my car is outside. It's not like I dream and hope I will manifest my car outside. It's just like, right, no, right. it's out there, right? So yeah, it's, yeah. Very, it's very clean. So there's a lot of what we're helping. <laughs> guiding people to um to understand that cleanness of knowingness because particularly when we talk about this the spiritual ego or the good ego being mm. one of the the hurdles that that can start to come in because everybody wants for this wonderful reality to kick in mm. and really it's going to kick in when we submit to the heart when we surrender into the heart and we let the heart do it because our minds can only create what they already know. And this has been like a really huge piece that has also gained, ga gained greater clarity for me and in our teachings is that we have to surrender. Our collective mind can only create what it knows. So we actually have to surrender to allow new consciousness to come in that can actually generate what we want. And that surrender happens through submission into the heart and because we all want it like we yeah. all want awesome reality sure. right? and, and if it was really if our minds individually and collectively could generate this it would already be right why wouldn't it so the limitation is in our our collective conscious and unconscious minds and our conscious unconscious creation so this is why submission into the heart which is really the gateway for where we can access new consciousness to, to come in and to, to actually, we actually have to bring in new programs, new frequencies, and we have to right. submit the mind, drop the resistance of, of our, of our egos and allow that consciousness to come in and just trust that. Right. And so it's, it's a just, it's a, it's a big process and, there was a reason why I started talking about submission into the heart here at the beginning, but. Um, well, I, I, just just to bring up the synchronicity so my wife lately has been getting um clearer communications from the other side sure uh, oh and, that's exactly it yeah thank you and uh well no i mean this <laughs> yeah. is kind of yeah. just reminds me of my conversation last night so she was yeah. telling me you know how to uh you know getting very clear communications from my grandmother who passed a couple years right. ago um, and on how to make uh, a, a pumpkin pie, right? So this is, <laughs> but so she said she'd be in sort of not thinking about anything and just being sitting there. And then that's when this comes in. Yes. And then she questions, is this, is this my imagination or what, okay. what the hell is going on here? Um, and we talked about yesterday, we were like, just in a sense, it, you know, vibrationally, frequency-wise, I think it's it's very close to the normally when what we tune into using our imagination to to create things. I think that connection to the other side or other things, uh, spiritual or outside of us, uh, it, it's a similar frequency. That's why we feel like it's in our imagination. 
sometimes. Right, but this, but I really want to actually, this is exactly the point that um, that I wanted to make. So thank you. I'm okay. glad you brought that up because I was spacing I, out there. So okay. yeah. this is actually really, really important in terms of, again, not getting tripped up on the spiritual or the good ego mm -hmm. because so basically, you know, crash course here, you know, our, our connection to and our inf the information that we receive um, through the beyond the physical senses, so we'll just say yeah. multidimensional um, for now, that's a, a function of the pineal gland. So there's 12 energetic connection points, and depending on how partially and fully those, those connection points are open, is the, is the frequency range and the type of communication that we can let in. And then the brain has to learn how to interpret those signals. So there's a very big neurological part with all of this evolution of consciousness that's coming on, which again is why um, it's, it's very important to know that we're going to get things wrong at the beginning. When you're right. tuning into stuff, you should accept that as part of the process the trick is to not attach to things until it's knowingness. So this is a wonderful example because yeah. people are opening up multidimensionally. They are still needing to get more messaging in, but it's still confusing for the brain to yeah. interpret this. So it's so it can be, and that's what I mean about if you're starting to tune in and if there is any equivocation at all, A, that's totally fine because that's part of the process. Of, it, right training the brain to be able to pick up these signals yep. and B it's just an, it's an indicator of mind. And so what you have to do is in, integrate the energy that's in the mind. So the channel becomes clear. And we've always talked about this. Like if anybody's opening up your most important thing to do is to be, to work on dissolving that, that egoic framework. So the consciousness is coming through in a very, clean way and it's not just it's not disturbing or it's not distorted because right. you know for a lot of people they're like i mean something like a recipe that you probably don't have a lot of egoic charge about that right, recipe right, right. but when people are starting to think about like their soulmates or you know something like that then yep. those distortions of the mind start to come in and people can really go off on a wild goose chase right um energetically because it feels like spirit it feels like consciousness but there's still um mind frameworks in there distorting the information so again well is it desires is desires part of the mind or what how do you it could be everything it could be from how our nervous system is controlling us this this stuff is so important because i think this is why we're seeing so much polarization even in the world of consciousness and yeah, i'm really on a I don't want to say a mission because it's just all energy and everybody's going to go through this process. But because I, I, um, you know, because I skydive and I specifically did something to really push my nervous system as much as I could, yep. I'm very clear on when my nervous system is tripped in and is, um, and is, is being influential in my thoughts and my feelings and my body. Mm -hmm. Now, when we think about, what is this sort of 4D reality like? Let's just, just so we're kind of working on the same framework, like 3D right. physical senses. 4D is this sort of, you know, place where, you know, that's where the dark forces are and all this sort of stuff. And, okay. and then 5D, it's all like, ah, again, you know, right, right. Again, right? 
Sure. So what I truly understand now is that the, the 4D, where people are getting into a lot of freaky stuff energetically, and, and this is why I'm, I'm bringing this up because it mm-hmm. feels so much like spirit, but what they're not understanding is that is the projection of the mind and the nervous system into the energetic field. It's the polarization that happens in the mind and particularly the mind that feels under threat. Right. Our, our nervous system will naturally polarize things. Good, good guys and bad guys, you know, right. that translates into in the, in the looser construct um, to demons and angels. Now it's all an illusion. And I've actually had to work really hard with people who, gotten very far down because they are powerful manifestors they've manifested a lot of super freaky stuff for themselves mm-hmm. in that realm that it's quite difficult for them to come a step back and still understand that it was their creation and just like step my back. uh monsanto like our monsanto conversation yeah it's, Mon- <laughs> it's monsanto in the in the, right. in the far day you know mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. And this is and and listen, everybody's going to face that illusion and tr- probably transcend it if they if they don't really want to hear or they're not ready to hear what I'm sharing about this. Um, but I'm here to support people getting to that five D faster, um, and that is why it's submission into the heart because the heart doesn't have the polarizing, it doesn't right. have the nervous system, it doesn't have the egoic distortions, and actually you can do a lot less healing work because another way that the mind is happy to distract us is to keep throwing more and more healing things and things for us to work on and all right, that right, right. stuff whereas the heart will actually bypass it will only show us what is necessary to integrate to dissolve that 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 illusory construct of the mind and to to move more deeply into that and then let the heart manifest the reality so i felt i haven't spoken a lot about it out there but um it's if people are are still very much in the good guys bad guys stories on any dimension of reality (laughs) then you want to check in with your mind because or or just just start submitting that into your heart and surrendering because it's all the same thing when when we start to open up if there's confusion or doubt or indecision like is it really or isn't really my grandmother or is he really or is it really right. my soulmate or are you know the you know are there really you know are there demons in my bedroom right now i don't know what's going on it's just yeah. all indicators of the mind and the mind is very confused by the shift in consciousness so a lot of what it's doing is trying to fill in the space it's mm-hmm. trying to, right. the mind is very uncomfortable with the unknowingness. So that stress on it activates the nervous system, which starts to generate these very polarizing realities. And we can see that both in our material world, our collective yeah. world, and also in the spiritual world. So what we have to do is we have to step back, we have to surrender, and we have to stop trying to fill in the future of this evolutionary process. Because if we knew how to create it, it would already be. It would already be. So when you catch the the storytelling, the polarization, mm-hmm. the confusion, doubt, indecision, just come back to your heart. And of course, we use the love and acceptance to do all the integrative work to dissolve 
the energy that's actually still in the mind delusion that's making it so attractive to people. Right. So stories of good guys and bad guys is a lot more energetically attractive because we sure. have a lot more consciousness invested in it. So it's just law of attraction. That's more attractive to get into spicy good guys and bad guys stories. Right, right, right. right? Totally. Yeah, just like just center in your heart. The mind's like, that's so boring. What about the good guy and the bad guy? I know. Guys? Come you on. Know? Come on. We, so we, need, we need some some drama here. Come on. We need some drama. <clears throat> and then once you start pulling out the stronger constructs that have divined the 3D reality, this is why I'm speaking about this. Energy is moving so much faster that the drama is a lot greater. And that's why I have a feel a call to to help people understand this very important point because energy is speeding up so much. Look at the world, how dramatic it is. It's because there's still so much mind, you know, people ain't seated in their mind and there's a lot of polarization with the speeding up. So if you want to help, just get in the heart. <laughs> well, Kent, Candace is asking, um, could you describe or paraphrase the description of the 4D, uh, sort of your your version of it? Yes, my version. And I wish I had my little whiteboard. So our 3D reality is, mm -hmm. you know, what we're physically experiencing. And of course, everything is generated by the mind. So when we start moving into the multidimensional reality, when we're talking about having connections with things that aren't, that our physical senses and our brain can't pick up as physical things, we, we experience them energetically, mentally, or emotionally, when we're still seated in our minds a lot, because people can actually op rapidly open up their multidimensional ability while still be very much seated in their minds. Sure. It, it, you know, it doesn't go necessarily together that um, the, the multidimensional stuff can, can open up in relationship to where you are with your mind. So when that starts opening up or when we naturally start projecting into the multidimensional, into the spiritual, into that realm, but we're seated in our mind, that is a lot of the 4D shenanigans that's, that people struggle with when they're like, oh, my God, there's dark energies in my houses or right. you know, all that sort of stuff. It's just your nervous system half the time overreacting and creating now an energetic experience just in the same way that it might create a creepy neighbor, awesome. a neighbor or something like that. Okay. Once we go into the heart, this is where the 5D is generated from. And it's generated through surrender, not, not even what our best, even our best intentions, our most highest spiritual intentions, a lot of the time is still coming from mind. So mm -hmm. if we really want to hustle this along, the heart. Well, and that's why, you know, we have these tales of the, like the Dracos and the Greys and these sort of quote unquote negative oriented uh, ETs have yeah. powerful psychic telepathic communication. You can still, you know, have the mind, the mind meld, right? Or how does that go with the Spock's doing the thing, right? You're creating um, everything. <clears throat> right. So if you want to create telepathic connections you can do that and you're also creating who you're who you're doing that with mm -hmm. and it's it's really a challenge to a accept the power that we have as creators and mm -hmm. to accept oh 
I am the creator of everything I experience. This is as we're moving into all consciousness creation. It's really our nervous system doesn't know how to deal with that. So as a major threshold to stepping into that union with the all consciousness, the oneness, it it can create a lot of boogeymen and it can create them with your psychic telepathic abilities because it's the same thing. It's just your brain is generating this. There's nothing you experience that your brain isn't giving you. And I think this is also a real like shock or, or a real, not a shock, I don't know what to say. It's it's a bit of a tough spill, pill to swallow sometimes when we're like, oh, my God, I'm doing this spiritual work and it's all about energy. But to actually go back to there is nothing, there's nothing on any realm that you're experiencing that your brain isn't giving you that experience. So if you want to move out of a realm of experience, dissolving the mind construct that does the distortions, biological distortions in the Mm -hmm. brain will really shift that kind of reality you have and your metaphysical reality, your consciousness reality, as well as your physical reality. Because getting back to that idea of knowingness, when you dissolve the egoic distortion, so think about everything, for starters, everything's all in creation anyway, right? So how do I how do I know my car is there? Because there's, there's a lot of energy invested in already creating my car for me every day, right? So I know it's there and I can unconsciously create it. Something tri- triggered off in me that I could have this car. And now whenever I show up at a logical point or place in time and space, the car is manifest. It actually isn't manifest right now. You can't see it. I can't see it. It's not manifest. But my knowingness says it's out there. Right? right? So things that are coming into creation, things that you desire, things that you want, but you don't know, you haven't physically experienced it yet, the energy of it is forming so strongly that you can start to know it's there. You might not have the total specifics of it. So right. say, And that is when you're listening to your heart, you can be in that knowingness that's guiding you, like, well, turn this way instead of this way, or I just know I'm supposed to be there. And then three months down the track, you kind of find out why you were supposed to be there then in some kind of sequential thing. Mm -hmm. So the discernment about being so aware of when you're in mind and then doing the tools to dissolve the mind will get you seated in the knowingness that leads to the manifestation of the heart blueprint experience, which is always going to be better than anything your mind could come up for. And not just better for you, better for everybody because the heart generates in ways that's not limited by the linearity of the mind. You're tapping more into that universal consciousness um, as opposed to the individual egoic consciousness. That's right. That's right. Because when you're in the heart and you're in union, so... Our, our singular egoic identity, and particularly because we have the survival mind construct, which is part of our biology and something that we're transcending now, um, it says me versus you. You right. know, if it's good for me or if it's good for my tribe, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, you guys are going to suffer for my tribe, right. right? And so we have that illusion of separation. 
So when we're aware that we're doing that, even through our natural desires to, to polarize good guys and bad guys, and I'm not saying this is easy. I, I've had to work very hard to practice on the areas where my mind wants to polarize. It wants to go good guys and bad guys or yeah. this, that, and the other, and to do the submission work. Because when I've submitted, I have seen the miracles of the heart really work the way it works for everybody. And it is it is a challenge for us to release our def defensive survival programming that was designed to quote unquote keep us safe and to submit to that to the heart and to go into the union. Everything is me. Everything is me. When I'm in my heart, everything is working with me and for me as I am for everybody. In skydiving, it's very easy. There are people literally who could kill me when I'm skydiving and I've, yeah. I've one of my kind of thresholds I had to cross was really <clears throat> facing that, that illusion in the skydiving world and then choosing mm. to not go into the separation and the polarity and the, you know, I'll still do it as a person, but I yeah. learned a huge lesson and amazing things happen after that. Yeah. We have that in the stunt community as well. Um, that, you know, there's, always somebody trying to get your job, you know, if you're right, depending right. where you're at and um, <clears throat> it less now than before there before when I first got into it, I was blown away at the people that were trying to right. sabotage or, or literally get people hurt so they can get into that position. And it exists, you see it, but you quickly move into uh safer spaces by aligning and working with certain people that you trust and just getting away from that and this is really inviting an idea that if i'm really seated in the heart mm -hmm. you kind of stop generating those yeah. those yeah. bad guys you know that's so that probably still exists i just probably moved into yeah, working with exactly. people that just are full of passion and and compassion yeah. for each other and i just stopped and working with other people that are buying into those stories yeah, and the point of attraction <clears throat> just starts to change as well. That's the other thing. Mm -hmm. The more you take energy from the mind framework and you give it to the heart, the more you're energizing the heart center, the easier it is to drop your attention into the heart and to be into the heart. So, again, just think basic law of attraction. If you have a lot of energy invested in the mind framework and the mind stories, your mind's going to go there all the time. But this practice of... <clears throat> You kind of got to be a bit willful about it at first and be like, no, <laughs> like, get the heart, go on. But you, right. every time you, you pull and harvest energy from the mind framework, you give it, to, you're energizing the heart to create. And it's mm. easier and easier. It's so easy for me to drop in the heart right now and to be, have discernment. And really, we should be in it all, all of the time. Um, but uh, so much less chatter anyway in in the and struggle yeah. less struggle right your your, your life just struggle. becomes more of a like you're just riding a wave or something it's, yeah as opposed even to on, even honestly when there is a big thing that comes up the other thing that we learn is it's well it's all just energy so it's actually an opportunity for me to harvest energy from whatever that big dynamic charged experience is and give it to the heart and it's just it's harvesting time you know just harvesting time interesting yeah so yeah. so that that because that was another big part of our interview that that i've taken and used uh all the time is you talked about frequency first mm. so recognizing the frequency what was the fast or what was the acronym you had 
fan. Oh, f- fan frequency activate now. That yeah, one's yeah, a little yeah. different. Yeah, a little different. But yeah, I just yeah. remember the frequency part. So yeah. recognizing the frequency of that situation uh, or the charge of my yeah. energy in that. You know what? Why is this charging? Why am I getting all uh, excited about this specific topic or this uh, this uh, issue or you know the the economic collapse of uh, fiat currencies. Why does that charge me up? So ex- why do I get so like excited? Um, but then recognizing that, and then uh, I think for me has been key since that interview at, mm. and recognizing where the charge is and mm. then sort of exploring that and, okay, is this, why is my, my, my ego or, or, uh, uh, what part, what aspects are me are, yeah. are Still so, that. Yeah. yeah. Or what's, uh, attached to the story. Yeah. Yes, that's right. That's yeah. ultimately because that's where the charge is, is because you you have a this something invested is some sort of emotional investment yeah. in that in that story. Yeah. Yeah. So just identifying that and not necessarily saying that's having the charge is right or wrong, but just recognizing yeah. that oh, energy. there's energy there. Yeah. What part of me is that a good thing or a bad thing? You know, you you can start breaking it down to recognize what aspects of yourself are um, engaged or committed or uh, uh, attached to that yeah. story. The, the whole Monsanto thing was a great example. Uh, what if, if Monsanto continues to do their, uh, their, which by the way, it's amazing. All the awareness since that interview has come around to Monsanto and the lawsuits and all the, but anyways, but this, uh, this charge and I'm still charged on it. Right. I still, I'm excited. Yeah. There's lawsuits. Yeah. What's going on yeah. here? <laughs> so, but it's, it's a great identifier. It's a great tool you gave me uh, yeah. at that time to the circle to um, identify that charge and then just start diving in. And a lot of we, what we do now, because I think some pieces that have come in um, and this is probably why I'm like really beating the drum on the, um, on the heart centering because it sounds so like woo, woo, fluffy light stuff, but right. most people who are, who are attracted to the circle and I'm sure who are in your community really care about um, shifting the con- consciousness of the planet. You know, right. like they're not they're not so much that where's my Lamborghini crowd? You know, sure, <laughs> sure, like sure. they really want to shift this uh, this global consciousness. And there is it a level of energy you access through the heart that is what is the planetary shifter. And we've been talking about this as the master consciousness. I don't think we were talking about it quite in this language when we when no. we talked before. So if you think about this idea that there is all of the intelligence of everything and um, everything, everything that's in creation, Mm-hmm. There is an intelligence behind that, and it's what we call the master consciousness, right? So it's essentially sort of this idea of the brain of God. Like if it went, God's a very charged word, but I just use it sometimes to sum up the idea of like the creator sure. of everything. Yeah, but yeah. all consciousness is what we really go for. Like all consciousness, yep. there is an intelligence in behind, you know, behind everything in all consciousness, and that intelligence is so powerful when you think of that instead of like, oh, it's up to me, you know, I've got to knock this one out, you know, <laughs> like right. how am I going to change, you know, the economic <laughs> oppression of humanity or whatever it is. Right. Um, 
<clears throat> when there is this way bigger intelligence that we can access when we surrender our minds, even our mind that has really good intention, like, like I'm, you know, I really want, it's a good, it's a good intention to want to get rid of economic uh, suppression on the planet. But really my little me, and we talk about this now, like my little me, singular right. egoic identity, Georgia, <laughs> just, she just does not have the answers for that. So when we submit into the heart, we access um, that master consciousness behind creation. Mm-hmm. And, and it's a gateway directly to that. So when we have these very charged things that we're, where you know our job is to really go you know witness that we're mad about something witness the child right. our little me is like oh, global god economic oppression is terrible now i observe that i witness that and instead of me railing against a specific character or you know like jeff bezos i mean i was thinking about jeff bezos this morning like how much money does the guy need right but right. instead of me staying Obsessed on <laughs> on one particular bad guy, which yep. again is the line, wanting to keep us in the stories. And in this limitation, instead we step back and we look at the, what we call the themes because the themes connect a lot of storylines in humanity we don't like. If I just focus on Jeff Bezos, I'm missing Everything, like everything that's going down all over the planet, basically, that is right. specifically about who's buying what in Amazon, though that is whatever. But when we take the, all of that energy that we've identified, witnessed the charge for, and find that theme, which could just be unfairness, there's a template. I was actually working this morning going into my templates, and I hit this concept of unfairness, like collectively. Our egoic framework just generates unfairness. Now, consciousness does not have to obey that framework, but as humanity, we just go, well, life is just unfair. We, it's one of these things like the grids of create creation where we just, we go, well, it's just part of life. But consciousness right. actually doesn't have to obey that. But I, Georgia, little me, cannot take down the framework of unfairness and every storyline that it it creates throughout the history of humanity. Sure. So instead I see the theme and I take it into the heart and I surrender it to this, this broader consciousness and I go, okay, well, I can't fix it, change, heal, do all of that. So I'm surrendering this to the bigger part of me that does this master consciousness. Mm-hmm. And I surrender into that process. Um, and it sounds woo-woo, but I've also actually been able to see how the heart mechanism operates. And, right. I mean, if you saw it, you would you would just be like, oh, you know, this is, yeah. When you and, say see it, did you, like, physically see stuff? And I went on a journey <clears throat> and I saw it, but I just experienced I asked to see it. And, mm. um, yeah, what I saw, how it operates, it's just. I mean, I was just like, oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Um, it was just enough. Sometimes when we're building up to something mm-hmm. in our work, um, a concept that's coming in and I need to have a stronger visceral kind of experience of what that is. I did do a little bit of mushrooms for that one, but I just mm-hmm. saw it and I went into the state and I just mm-hmm. said, show me how the heart operates. 
And I was like, oh, okay, well, I'm just going to shut up from now on. (laughs) (laughs) Interesting. Because it's so powerful. Where's your whiteboard? Let's let's see diagrams, please. (laughs) I mean, how, what, you know, and this is, again, when we get, you know, this sort of this idea of the the 4D or what we even imagine um, conscious, you know, I, in my channeling work, I channel a huge range of consciousnesses and our minds want them to be personified because in the egoic framework we experience each other as people we experience we experience each other as personified characters so as we're reaching out outside of the the ego framework we still want to see those characters i i have specifically been like i want to see the circle of light and then and then that's not what's happening consciousness doesn't look like that at all beyond the egoic framework so it's another way to be mindful am i personifying an energy that's outside of my um usual realm of understanding something that I communicate with because it feels more comfortable to see them as a this sort of a being or that kind of a being. You mean um, God's not an old man with a beard and floating and, in the sky somewhere? Oh, of course he is. I mean, come oh, on. Yeah. And he is a he, right? <laughs> and he's totally a he, 100%. Yeah. No. yeah right. So, um, but yeah, so the heart is just like the gateway to surrender. We We literally have to accept we don't know where we're going. We don't, if we can just all accept, we don't know what the shift is. We don't know where it's taking us. We don't know the outcomes. Anything that we imagine it is, it is to be, some of it might be right. Some of the knowingness might be there. Some of it's building. But our mind is just desperately trying to fill in the space. So this is why the practice of surrender allows the intelligence to actually come in rather than us being like, well, I'm Georgia Jean. I've been channeling for 20 years. I know exactly what's going on. No, everything that this journey has taught me is I do not know because if I did, it would be manifest. So, Well, the stories are fun though. The stories Um, are super fun. And and I've, I guess it's, for me, it's having the balance. It's because the stories help propel and we were talking about this in in past calls you know the whole like the hybridization story from the from the zetas and all of these different civilizations and the zetas went into the artificial reality so much they lost their ability to uh, procreate so they created these clones and then they were unable then they kept degradating and eventually they needed human dna so they could uh continue their species and you know that you have all these amazing awesome sci-fi storylines within the ufo community right so uh and they're fun they're a lot of fun and i and i i like to use the stories as a um and the metaphors to propel us in a specific direction of what to do what not to do in your daily life like that clearly didn't work because of this right so you have the storyline that that sort of we have the bible stories and all these other things too Mm. <clears throat> that um say walk if you want to walk the right path don't do this do this and look at look at these mistakes that these people made because of this and so <clears throat> it's fun to uh, sort of listen to the stories to uh find your path to use the stories to help find the path that resonates with you so you can kind of go in that direction but 
at the same time, ultimately uh, going back to, I think, your philosophy of, of being in the heart and, and not getting too carried away with the stories. But the stories are fun. So I think it's like this balance between the story, for me anyways. I go, I go into and the storylines. And- I, I think we're always going to be in a kind of a story. So yeah, yeah. our work is to, because so much of our work is to help people, mm-hmm. um, to help people to either, we've done a lot of one-on-one work and, and a lot of client-based work. So mm-hmm. the stuff that I'm talking about is, it sounds very, um, oh, you know, broad, but when you've worked with a lot of really chronically struggling and suffering people, um, you you kind of go deeper into consciousness to discover what is still creating this suffering in this person's life. Right. And at the end of the day, it's always the same thing, which is the mind. So I feel like people, we're really here to, because this is this is a story right now, but I'm not there's no struggle here. Right. So when we talk about surrendering, if because we, you know, we have a catchphrase like don't believe the illusion until you like it, you know. Yeah. So so if 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 being in a story mm-hmm. is because you are in a story, you are in a manifestation and you like it, yay. Yeah. You know, like there's no right. no charge <laughs> of disparity there. Um, but if that story real is taking you into places of despair with the, and this is what I see a lot with, with when I'm talking about um this point of where the spiritual ego or the good ego is actually still the mind entrapping people in suffering when these stories are taking you into despair into frustration into not being present in your life and this is probably one of the biggest things that I see yeah. when people get hooked on the stories is they lose the presence to their own life yeah. and all manifestation. So you, so here's what you got to ask yourself. Do you want manifestation or do you want entertainment? Because everything mm-hmm. you want arrives in the now moment. Well-being, love, abundance, physical health inspiration, excitement, it all arrives in the now moment. So where do you want to be? Do you want to be there greeting it by not being distracted by stuff and let all the things you're asking for? Most of it, I'm just, this is where, where, where I feel very passionately about this because people want their lives to viscerally be better. Mm. The yeah. We all like TV is fun to watch, sure. but if you're watching TV every day, is your actual life getting better? Is your visceral experience manifested reality getting better? Or are you living through a TV to give you a certain collection of emotions and feelings and sensations? And this is why we, we yeah. are pretty vigilant on is the mind creating what we call shiny toys of distraction? to keep us out of the power of the truth of who we are and out of the now moment receiving the things that we want to receive. So I do believe that all the stories show us the themes. They all show us charge. They all show us, like one of the big 
templates that I've done a lot of work on healing the planetary templates is the um, is the theme of war. And it kept coming back to me. Like for years, I, I just used to love to watch war movies. I felt a lot of charge mm. of, of just, I would want to watch war movies. And then sure. when I started skydiving, I'm, I met, and I'm like a, you know, hippie, cheeky, whatever. And then I met a lot of veterans skydiving and I'm, I jump with a lot of military people, but, and it's just interesting that it, it feels like a polarity to who I am, but that kept showing up and I did a ton of healing on the war template. So there was a point of attraction for me to engage with that story energetically mm-hmm. so I could help to raise, purify the energy out of that theme. And now I do, I will, because I've done a lot of healing work on, on that theme, a lot of the times veterans will be attracted to me and I don't need to talk to them about necessarily specifically healing PTSD but I trust that there is a healing presence in my beingness, in the energy that I've worked with, because I've done a lot of deep planetary template um, purification work on that. And that is a story that attracted my mind and it, it still can come up. There's still like some charge there. So I'm like, that's one of my pieces of the planetary puzzle to heal. It's nothing that I would have gone out seeking as a, as a concept. Um, and I think everybody who is attracted to stories, there's a piece of that charge that's there, that's their piece to help integrate for the planet to actually pull. It isn't so much to perpetuate the story. It's to pull the energy out of the story and purify it so we can give it to the heart and create new reality from that. So it's uh, what I'm speaking about is really when you, you feel a strong attraction to a story, if you have a strong witness and you can actually find the theme, even if you're still into the story, even if you're like, yes, there's a lot of people opening up multidimensionally. There are a lot of people with galactic consciousness, consciousness that has evolved in other dimensional realms. That is what we are anchoring here. But our mind is still trying to put it all into a framework that it understands, which could be distracting us from being able to actually just be with the consciousness of those galactic multidimensional frequencies that we are seeding here to evolve the collective experience into a different dimensional experience. So if you're drawn to a story, I'm Mm -hmm. not like I'm saying be discerning and get the energy from it because that's probably your piece of the planetary healing pie. If you give it and surrender to your master, the master conscious, whatever you want to call it, like this broader intelligence, this stuff about the the Zetas, when you think of that idea of what what was it that they, um, they artificially, um, lost their way to re- reproduce because they went too far down the artificial path of genetically modifying themselves. And it sounds a lot like yeah. Monsanto in the right, 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 right. world. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Totally. Yeah. It's, it's, if you follow that stream, then uh, you follow you, that stream. so yeah. that's where I would say it's, there's probably a similar theme here, which yeah. for you is it's, it, there's a point of attraction because there's a theme about, um, what is it like if, and we talk a lot about stepping out and witnessing it like a play, because that really helps for mm-hmm. you to find the themes. 
So if you step outside and watch that play, which is essentially what we're doing when any story, we're watching right. the TV of our minds, but we get into it, we get into the TV and we're like, we've got to fight this thing. When we step out, just the same, like when we were in high school and you would write like a book report, mm-hmm. what is the theme of that for you? What is mm-hmm. the theme of that for you, Raven? The theme is, um, hmm. You watch it like a play. Yeah. Uh, well, I think it's the theme, and we we talked about this last week even, this 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 idea of organic versus inorganic. Uh Right. And this this artificial, we talked about artificial intelligence and this idea of going too far down the uh, artificial path of evolution where you lose your connection to the all that there is. And so the that, thing is, yeah. you can't. This, I know. Yeah, yeah, I know. That's I know the you thing can't. That, because everything is everything. Yeah. You know, and I I sense that some of these these when we start to generate something that looks frightening in this sense it's again it's part of our mind saying don't cross the threshold of consciousness because otherwise everything's going to get really terrible really really terrible yeah Yeah. and i think that's the theme of that story in a sense and that's the theme of that story and and but when we sit in the allness everything is working with me and for me in the heart center all of these things it can can work together for us. Yeah. You know, there's, there isn't that oppositional energy. And the, 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 this is such an amazing point that you're bringing up because um, where our mind is, is really the thing that controls and manipulates us the most, honestly. Our yeah. mind is the thing. We, where there is the challenge is because we are high, we are hybridizing energy right now. Mm-hmm. We're taking intelligence that has evolved elsewhere. And like hybriding flowers, you don't get a new rose without bringing two, two roses together. Yeah. It's at that point where our mind, our biological system is like, what is all this? This is a lot of what ascension symptoms are. All of these mm-hmm. problems people have with this awakening process is the human physical biology is going, what is all this other consciousness? I don't recognize it, which triggers off the nervous system saying it must be bad. It must be evil. It's incoming energy. I don't recognize like a marauding tribe. So let's generate in the minds of people who are experiencing this energy coming in the worst case scenarios that you know, hell's going to go to, in, into a cosmic handbasket soon. And that is what's yeah. keeping us from really transcending the threshold of our own human consciousness because what is manifest right now is what is manifest. And if you want to stop the boogeyman, being very discerning about is it manifestation or is it knowingness? Then you have that clarity where you're not having that mind distorting things anymore, whether it's the mind coming from the nervous system, from collective programming, from bi- the biological mind, which would include something like the illusion of decay and entropy in the body. We also don't have to obey that. Consciousness doesn't have to obey that either. So the heart, when we submit to the heart, and I think part of the 
seeing why there's a lot of that that sort of the let's just call it the fear layer moving into the the multi-dimensional is because again our mind is is doesn't really know what's going on and so it there's a lot that it's sort of saying hey hey you know stay away from this but when we submit to the heart remember we're taking that creative process out of the hands of our limited mind and we're giving it to this consciousness that is already working in harmony with everything so and and that unified with grounding with the earth because people also like to think that and this is a little bit maybe a little bit of a shockwave too but it's this is stuff that by the way everything i'm saying here isn't for me it's from the channeling and i just try and summarize like basically information that's come in the last two years um it's not these aren't my theories this is the teachings of the circle that even the earth consciousness we of course we all love nature and i love nature but i'm huge with connecting with the earth but this is something that's also important to understand that nothing becomes physically manifest on earth without the earth consciousness participating on that and that includes natural and unnatural yeah so when we're seated in the heart we're able to access that much bigger power of that master consciousness and something that we call the codes of creation from earth itself the earth has the codes of everything that is generated here anything that can survive it's an intelligence itself right. so this is another reason why anchoring in the heart gives you the access to this hugely powerful resource to bring forward physical manifestation connected with that intelligence that's coming from outside of our egoic framework that can bring us into the next level of manifestation and when we sit when our minds get involved sitting at this threshold of what's good and what's bad what's right and what's wrong we're actually stopping that process from happening and the heart what we call is in the heart blueprint from generating and it's just a we really want this <laughs> you know <laughs> we want you know the heart blueprint is awesome it really is awesome mm-hmm. so um yeah, I mean, that's just really the perspective that I have from from um, why we have all the storylines and frameworks and 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 almost like uh, conflict in in our even our collective spiritual life right now because there's just the mind is it doesn't want to let go of control. Totally. I, so, um, well, let's can we bring in the circle and. and sure. Get some questions from uh, from the audience here, and then also maybe before that, is it is anybody have any questions for Georgia herself? Um, we could always do it at the end, but uh, maybe just before we go fully, I think once we go into Circle Land, um, it'll probably take us right up to <laughs> the timeline or time that we have allocated here. Uh, so if anybody has their hands up, want to ask? Okay, Anna Per. Rina has her hand up. Go ahead. Hi, guys. Hey there. So I loved what you were saying about, I have so many questions here, but I'm going to ask one. What do you do to, and I'm sure there's probably a a big, long 
answer to this. So if it if there is no problem, you can give me the, the cliff notes. But what is it that you do to stay in that heart or brain and heart coherence? I, I use a lot of Joe Dispenza's um, processes. And and yet I, I love the key that you said with the mind because I've just been noticing the more that I get really consistent with doing that brain and heart coherence process, the, the more my, my mind comes up with so many conflicts for me to like organize. And it's, it's like, I just, I just totally got the aha when you're saying I'm all. Yeah. Well, that, and that's really natural because the mind is just defending its, its turf. We like to, this idea of like the mind is like a bouncer at a nightclub and it's had this certain instructions, like, don't let anything in, like, don't let anything in. And so it's always deflecting and pushing things around. So it needs retraining. And then it, it, the, the, it will become a good servant to the heart, basically, once it sees that it's better. So what you're experiencing is very natural. I think that will actually be answered by the circle when they come in, because we pretty much do it with everybody all the time. And it's actually very simple. And this is another thing that I find that, again, the mind wants, it's like, do I have to draw 12 circles and go around, you know, <laughs> like that has to be a pygmy and do something like that before I can get out. And it, it's super simple. There is a lot of, I think, mind confusion out there about what heart centering actual, actually is. Mm-hmm. So, um, again, because our minds are trying to grasp these concepts. I don't mean to be like a heart-centered heart-ass here, but... <laughs> The part of the reason I'm being like emphatic about it is just simply from working with so many people who made themselves quite unwell um, yes. by going on wild goose chases, basically that were, and a lot of spiritual people who are who who um, who've really struggled to get through this threshold. But the circle, the circle will show you that for sure, and it's actually quite simple. The mind wants things to be complicated because that's how it keeps control. It's more. Um, it's simple and then it's having discernment, awareness and some discipline at the beginning to practice it. And then it becomes a lot easier as the heart center is energized fully. Well, I feel like I've, I've really been doing that, that heart centeredness for a while. Mm. I just didn't have the piece of, of why my mind was just going off on these tangents, like right next to those really, really profound experiences mm. And, and, and I do channeling myself. So, you know, I do hear these words, but man, it, 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 I didn't, and I've been meditating for years. I should know better, but, but just, it gets so clever. It gets, it gets so clever. That's the thing. That's the thing. The mind is so naughty. And this is honestly the, the further you've gone down the path, it will use everything, including spiritual practices to keep you in the mind. Like a chess game. Yeah. And so that the, the, the discernment is to be a very strong witness and to understand the indicators of mine and then to just use the tool, which is actually a super simple tool. So that's the okay. beauty. It's actually very simple. And to a lot of people's minds, it won't even be that satisfying because it'll be like, well, this doesn't seem like enough, you know. <laughs> but but the circle will show you, plus they'll do it with the energy. Um, and you'll feel it more. But from my own experience, I had to do it, I, and I still have to practice it willfully when I witness that my mind 
is taking me on a wild pony ride and being like, yeah, but your heart's setting fire, but still, what about this thing? You know, and it, it'll do it. But it's usually because there's some other next level threshold we're about to cross yeah. over. Be aware that a lot of this stuff kicks up more when you're about to cross a threshold. This, these are what we call the shiny toys of the mind. The mind will get more desperate with its shiny toys to distract you and prevent you from moving through the threshold into your next level of consciousness because the mind just wants to keep things the same where it thinks it's safe, basically. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Watch out for those nutty minds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Cynthia, you have your question. Go ahead. Hi. Um, lovely to see you. Um, this is so great because what I was about to say kind of even piggybacks off what we were just talking about now. You've been talking about like the the programs that we have to let go of and things like that to be able to get into that heart-centered place. And the way that this has really been showing up for me in my life is there's a lot of times that I will catch myself, I will say something. And then immediately I feel in my heart, I'm like, that's not resonant. That's not true. That's like a program. Like often it comes out as um, seeking validation in ways that I didn't really need it. And so the part about it where I get into my heart is like, I'll have that moment. I'll be like, that's not resonant. That's not real. And then I have to go to that vulnerable place where I look at the person that I'm with and I say, hey, that thing I just said, that wasn't real. Um, here, here's what I actually feel. And here's what I think happened. And I guess I I'm always really bad at turning things into questions, but I, I guess d does that resonate with you on taking something from a mind matter to into your heart? As so, I honestly, I think I might bring in the circle for these questions because I want you. I've sort of had my rave, and I say it with my personal level of energy, but I, I, which probably comes from you know, working with clients and stuff like that. But I think I want to bring in the circle if that's okay with everybody, because I'd rather them talk to you with their energy um, and help you to understand this, that, that experience a little bit more deeply. How, is that okay with everybody? <laughs> yeah, that sounds great. Why don't we, yep. why don't we do that? And then um, Cynthia, you can, yeah, if the question's already there, we'll just go right into that. If if it's yeah, if it needs to be asked again, then we can ask it again. Because I want them to um, feel into that one. Um, okay. For what, what's actually important for for uh, her to receive, um, okay. rather than my my ideas about it, if that makes sense. So let's do it. Ah, yes, indeed, dear ones, we are here and we are most delighted to make connection with you here on another magnificent day in your earth plane. It's always a great delight for us to come forward in this way. And we're truly here to be of service and to illuminate this pathway for you, dear ones. And uh, we want to just sort of... Uh, Bring some, one moment here, uh, bring some weight to uh, how Georgia has been expressing because she is steeped with us, if that makes sense. We have been working with her and through her for a long time and uh, we understand that 
uh, another one human being speaking to another human being can trigger egoic responses. And uh, it is easier sometimes to get the news from us <laughs> than from uh, our dear one Georgia because, uh, because of the frequency that we bring is helping to dissolve the mind resistance. But there's a lot of value in what she's been expressing um, to get you into the place where your lives will be thriving, dear ones. This is what we're here for. We're not here to uh, sort of air our own <laughs> cosmic laundry, dear ones. We are here to assist you to experience what you, dear ones, incarnated for. You have not incarnated to stay in the chaos of this shift. You incarnated to experience what is on the other side. And when we speak to you, we're opening that gateway, the fast track, dear ones, the fast track. Because many dear ones are struggling with the disruptiveness, the intensity of this shift in consciousness now. The mind is anticipating this wonderful thing happening and it is stumbling <laughs> along the pathway, not realizing that it is acting as a drag and a propulsion at the same time. And we know that there are many dear ones who feel very tired from this process. A lot of stuff coming up all the time. So much dynamic energy at this time that what we're bringing forward is to really get you where you want to be, dear ones. You incarnated to experience the new consciousness reality. You incarnated to assist the process, but primarily you incarnated to experience the next game. Dear ones, all of you listening do carry this uh, consciousness that is from uh, the broader all that is. Whether you want to call that multidimensional or galactic or whatever it is, you are hybrid energies here seating new intelligence on this earth so the frequency of this new intelligence can generate a new viscerally experienced reality frequency first manifestation second many of you dear ones incarnated with the frequencies but with minds that obscured the journey in front of you the point the purpose and the quote-unquote final result. There's no such thing as a final result. But in terms of the concept of the shift, dear ones, you are the frequencies. And there is more of your consciousness that is actively trying to incarnate, to come into embodiment here. You are here to fully, physically embodiment, embody the consciousness shifting intelligence that you actually are. That is your, your 
well, we want to be careful here. We don't want to use absolute words. That is a powerful intention many of you have. And so it is easy to be confused about what this process is. Is it getting out of your body to go somewhere else? Is it something somebody else is arriving to show you something? No, dear ones, you are it. You are the consciousness and you are gateways for the intelligence that you're calling in to embody. Once this intelligence is embodied, it brings forth the physical shifts in manifestation creation that you are collectively inviting. So we really wanted to get that up front for you, dear ones. So you have a picture of why a primary focus for you, dear ones, is to surrender <laughs> that desire to make this a mind game because you're here to open up and receive yourself and then receive the creation that your heart is making for you. So let us start with dear one's question. How do you get seated in the heart? And then we will show you dear one number two, <laughs> how to deal with the roller coaster of different voices in the head. Because one moment you may be saying, oh, this is my truth. The next minute, the mind is saying, well, this is my truth. Then you say something and then something else happens. And what you're really doing is you're trying to control the matrix while it's in flux. We want to give you what will bring the stillness. So what you desire is arriving. Who you are is truly arriving into this reality. It's about dissolving the mind. Witness the mind, dissolve the mind. All right, dear ones. So what is heart-centering? There will even be many ideas out there. Oh, when I'm seated in the heart, I automatically must feel joy and unicorns are popping out of my chest and <laughs> all and there's bedazzling in the sky. Even many of these ideas are the mind's best guess at what this wonderful thing could be. And so it starts saying, the unicorns are coming, the unicorns are coming. And then... <laughs> When you do not see the unicorns, you're like, oh, why didn't the unicorns come? I, 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 now I'm confused. My spiritual path has betrayed me. Uh, I, God has betrayed me. All of these things, this is what keeps the roller coaster going, the swinging. Am I this person or this person? Do I mean this? Do I feel this? Do I feel this or that? And it's all mine, dear ones. If you're analyzing, if you're trying to figure it out, if you're trying to control a situation within yourself or externally, you're still in mind. And you can't get out of the mind by trying to control it with the mind. Do you see, dear ones? So just witness in this instance, dear one too, <laughs> when you started thinking about what you had said or didn't say what you're feeling you're still somewhat in mind do you see dear one yes so start with the heart centering you have to think there's two sets of realities being generated one from the mind projector movie one from the heart and this mind projector as the mind gets more uh uh savvy 
can keep generating tons of stories. There are so many stories about consciousness. If you look back uh, in your linear time to 30, 30 years ago, 50 years ago, 100 years ago, these stories didn't exist. Where did they come from? They're coming from a mind that is trying to maintain a reality in an understandable way. So plugging into the heart, surrendering into the heart is as simple as taking the focus of the energy out of up here and just bringing your attention into the middle of your chest. A lot of people say, what is heart? What is heart centering? Am I supposed to think about love? No. Just bring your focus here in the middle of your chest. So just start with that, dear ones. As soon as you focus in the middle of your chest, you are heart-centered. You're already doing it. The trick is for you to generate the reality that is consistently, congruently generating the heart blueprint reality which is the 5D that you are desiring to experience. You have to be in the heart all of the time. You can't generate the heart-centered reality in a consistent enough way that it will become knowingness to you, manifestation and knowingness, if you are not seated in the heart. Just as if you were putting a TV show on and you kept flicking it off, or surfing between channels, you really wouldn't get the full picture. It's the same thing. Do you want to keep generating mind-based reality? You, you can, but the heart is always going to be better for you and for everybody, individually and collectively. So just start with anchoring in the heart. Don't expect it to feel a certain way to start. Don't let the mind's anticipation that the good feelings must come immediately get in the way because very often the first thing the heart will show you is what is keeping your focus out of the heart because the heart is a fast track. It's not going to distract you. Here's the thing that many dear ones don't understand what to do when that starts to come up, they want to start to analyze again. They want to start to figure out where is it coming from. They want to start to find a point of origin or a fix or a, or a cure or something. You just have to understand that it's all just energy. None of it's good or bad. None of it's right or wrong. It's just resisting the heart. And all you have to really do is to use the love and acceptance. So as you come into your hearts, dear ones, what we want you to do is just stay focused in the chest for as long as you can, for as long as you can. Now eventually, or maybe very quickly, the mind will want to pull you out of the heart. It might start saying things like, well, why are we doing this? This is stupid. <laughs> why, why are they answering the questions about the ideas? Why are we wasting time 
focusing that, yeah, focusing the heart, whatever. This is the mind's distraction. Do you see, dear ones? Now, you don't fight the mind with the mind. You don't say, well, shut up, mind. Circle of light said you better be in the heart or else 5D grid's not going to happen. <laughs> no, dear ones, just be with the energy of it and use the love and acceptance. So whatever's coming up to distract you, to be a shiny toy, the mind is generating to distract you out of your heart. You just say, I love and accept the part of me that is this this is this thing. So I love and accept the part of me that doesn't know why we're wasting time doing this. I love and accept the part of me that is distracted by the birds tweeting outside or maybe your back starts hurting, anything like that. All you do is just use the love and acceptance for a few times. You don't fight it. Just use the love and acceptance. And do a couple of rounds of that, dear ones. And then gently guide yourselves back into your hearts. And again, just stay there for as long as you can until the mind starts distracting and then use the love and acceptance. Every time, and this is the power again, the mind will say, well, that doesn't sound very cool. <laughs> Every time you use the love and acceptance, you are harvesting energy from the mind matrix and you are giving it to the heart to energize the heart center. That is the power. The more energy you've given to your heart, as George was saying, the more magnetically attracted it will be. It will become easier and easier to anchor in the heart. The heart has the plan, dear ones. It has the map. It has the map of the shift. It has the map of your life. It has your best unfolding. And this heart blueprint wasn't something that was foisted upon you, dear ones. The mind may say, well, it doesn't sound like I'm in control of the show if this heart blueprint's got everything. <laughs> you created your heart blueprints, dear one, and knew that your journey would be to, to come to the joy that you know that you are. You would first learn the foible of the mind, the pain of the mind, the disappointment of the mind, so you would surrender into the heart and come into the submission because you already deserve what the heart has for you, dear ones. Another thing the mind will say, well, I need to do more work on myself before I can have joy. No, dear ones, that's the mind's idea of what it is. Somebody who has never done an ounce of spiritual personal development, if they are seated in their heart, can experience the joy of the heart. It's not exclusive. You do not have to earn it. It is not punitive. If you are experiencing those things, the mind is still in play. Do you see, dear ones? So coming into the heart again, dear ones, and we'll spend a little bit of time with this because even though you may have other pressing questions, again, most of you are seeking information, tools, understanding, because there is 
some uh, pain or resistance that you want to lift. Once you're seated fully in the heart, these things, the heart's not generating that for you, dear ones. It may show you first. So sometimes when you anchor in the heart, there can be an amplification in the stories, in a, in a quote-unquote negative story, because the heart will show you, ah, oh, there's a part of you that believes that you still deserve suffering. All you do when you see it is you love and accept the part of you that's doing that and you bring it to the heart. Do you see how simple this is, dear ones? Yes. So let's go a little deeper with this. Come into the hearts and stay there for as long as you can and just for your mind so it understands. As we're doing this with you, we are energizing your heart centers. So something is happening. Good dear ones. Now, it's very threatening to the nervous system to let go of control. So the other thing that you really want to understand, and this is why, again, we emphasize the heart creation is always going to be better, is for you to understand that it is safe for you to anchor in the heart. So when you come into your heart center, and this will help to clear up a lot of the weird things Georgia was talking to you about before. A lot of the mind-generated genera experiences that kind of freak people out about moving into a new level of consciousness. When you come into the hearts, dear ones, release tension in your body. You have to signal to the nervous system, biological system, with the body. If you release tension in your body, you send a signal of stay and play. This will calm the nervous system that wants to polarize and create the freaky uh, stories to be afraid of to calm down and also come into submission with the heart and operate with the heart. So this round, dear ones, when you come into the heart, Release tension. And you can even say to yourself, it's safe, it's safe for me to anchor in the heart. And then stay in the heart for as long as you can. Until the mind starts distracting, then use the love and acceptance. Guide yourself back. Release tension. It's safe. And soften the body, relax, dear ones. The, the softened body drops the egoic line. In your illusion of separation, you 
we understand you all understand me on this, but you still often experience yourself that where the edge of your skin is, that's where you end. When you soften the body, you're dropping the egoic line. You're dropping the control of the biological 3D egoic body-mind system. And you're allowing the broader consciousness that you are to move on in. And it's the consciousness that matches that heart blueprint, dear ones. If something isn't manifest yet, you don't have the vibrational frequencies embodied enough for it to generate. When you soften the egoic line, soften the tension in the body, you're welcoming in that broader consciousness that can generate what is in the heart. Do you see? It's very simple. It's simple and logical when you understand it. You're allowing that to move in. Let go of the control. As wise as you are, as spiritual as you are, as evolved as you are, there's more of you that can do more to bring forward your next level manifestation creation experience. Trust the heart has the blueprint and it's calling in the aspects of consciousness that can create its plan. Now we want to show you this way to work with the heart to guide you that will bypass, again, even the mind trying to get involved with this. So as you are seated in your hearts, dear ones, you can ask the heart questions. And really what you're doing is you're giving the heart permission to reveal. When you ask this question, don't seek for the answer with your mind. If nothing comes up when you ask the question, you're just being shown to stay seated in your heart. That's what needs to happen the most. But just say now, as you're anchored in your heart, heart, show me. What do I need to be most aware of to come more fully into the heart? Now, if something starts to emerge, dear ones, again, don't jump into your mind. So say it, something comes up like, I need to go to law school. We're just making things up. Again, don't attach now with your mind to this. And dear one, when you're asking the question about listening to your heart and thinking something different, something, this is what you will do for all of this. Whatever comes up, you use the same tool. I love and accept the part of me that believes I should be going to law school. And then something else may come up. 
I don't want to go to law school. <laughs> I love and accept the part of me that doesn't want to go to law school. In your case, dear one, I love and accept the part of me that said something it didn't feel truthful. I love and accept the part of me that feels this would have been truthful. I love and accept the part of me that doesn't know whether I should now tell the person something different. Do you see the simplicity of this tool? You no longer have to decide, is it true or false? That is mind polarity. Is it right or wrong? That is mind polarity. Is it good or bad? That is mind polarity. You no longer have to control or manipulate. When you're seated in the heart, and seating in, being seated in the heart does not mean it's a passive thing that you're just sitting there all the, <laughs> all the time, dear ones. But what it does is actions that you take, words that you speak, will come from here, not from here. But you want to spend some time in that stillness first, that very simple exercise. It may bring up emotion. It may bring up a whole bunch of mental chatter. Don't attach to any of it. Keep loving and accepting. You're harvesting the energy from the mind matrix that is creating the resistance to anchoring in the heart with the love and acceptance and fueling the heart. Then when you are more energized in the heart, more seated in the heart, the knowingness is natural and you'll be more aware. Oh, that voice that sounds like it's saying something good, but it's pushy. I recognize that that is how my mind speaks. That's how my nervous system speaks. That's how a piece of old conditioning speaks. And you just, all you have to do though, dear ones, what do you do? What do you do? Love and accept. That's right. It's very simple. And yes, it's not always pleasing to the mind. But what you will be pleased by, dear ones, is the manifestation creation you will experience from the process. That's what you're here for. You respond. As Georgia was saying, when you're in your heart, the heart blueprint has a chance to project when you practice heart centering, dear ones, and really practice, you will begin to become aware how very, even on your spiritual path, how very little time you've actually spent in your heart. And you'll, it will make more sense why there's been so many problems, even with all your good intentions, dear one. Even with your loving intentions, you will realize that you were still up here a lot of the time. And so you got mixed results. You put the love back and you got back hate because you are activating the polarity of the mind. You wanted to connect and you got separation because you are activating the polarities of the mind, the illusions of the mind. The heart bypasses all of this. Do you see, dear ones? Then it starts to create. You're responding to it. You receive the heart blueprint. It doesn't mean you don't have any power. It's just the creation is so much more beautiful, dear ones, for you and for everybody, that your power is in the receiving of it and the, and the willingness now go into my heart even more because it just gets better and better, dear ones. This is your real power to create beyond the limitation of the mind. If you like synchronicities, the heart's got those, dear ones. <laughs> 
if you like things to pop out of places that you never thought they could come from, the heart's got all that stuff, that fun stuff, that nonlinear creation, that manifestation, that union, the connection. The heart already knows that you're infinitely worthy, that you're infinite, that you're infinite love, that you're infinite abundance, that you're infinite well-being. The heart already knows that that's already in the map. Do you see, dear ones? Anything that's not that is probably generating illusion of mind. And in any moment, you can become heart anchored in any moment. So if anything that you're starting, dear one, start with the heart, start with that heart anchoring. Even if you're doing a tarot reading or something to give you guidance, start it from the heart so you're activating any creation generation from the heart, do you see, dear ones? And say, heart, show me what do I need to be aware of? Heart, say, say there is a say there is a job you want to get, for example, or or something, and you say, heart, show me what do I need to be aware of about this job? And then the mind might start, or, or the heart will generate the mind that's resisting. You're waiting for the two states, dear ones knowingness or manifestation. Knowingness and manifestation could mean that you don't get that job, but you're in a way better situation over here. That's what you want, knowingness and manifestation. The rest is mind. And with mind, all you have to do is take it to the heart, love and acceptance. Do you see, dear ones? Do you see the difference? Yes. Now we would be happy to answer questions. Uh, do you feel clear, both dear friends who have asked questions now? Yes, thank you so much. That was more than I even thought I asked for, and I needed all of it. <laughs> Everybody does, dear ones. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much. That That's the process I've been doing, but I've been doubting that that's the process that I've been doing. So thank you for just, the confirmation. Just the mind. So just love and accept the part of you that's still doubting. Yeah. Getting into the heart takes a while. So again, let go of perfectionism of the mind. But you will notice that the more you're in it, the stronger it will get. And you start to feel it in your body, what it's doing in your body, in your life, in your reality. And once your mind starts seeing that it's better, mm-hmm. that the creations are better, it will uh, go come get along. in the heart, dear one. <laughs> <laughs> the heart is a good bouncer. It wants the best time for you. And the heart is a good manager of the bouncer. And the bouncer wants to be a good employee. Employee. The mind will, the mind ultimately wants you to be safe and to be happy. It just has a weird way of going about it, dear ones, you see. So it needs to be trained up into a new state. Yes. Thank you. I, I had a quick question about um uh the mechanism is this the same i'm assuming it's the same mechanism georgia used to uh heal her uh attraction to war movies and and the veterans and that kind of stuff there was some some work that she did what was that so the the planetary template of war so we talk about it in these terms war consciousness is uh, it's a big theme in humanity. It has been historically in humanity 
for uh, because it is an emanation from the survival mind. Mm-hmm. War is a huge energetic construct that directly is connected to survival consciousness. There isn't enough, so we have to fight over it. Right. And from that bit of nervous system programming, dear ones, and this is why we want to remind and reiterate about the softening in the body, very important to deactivate the nervous system because the nervous system is responsible probably for 98% of what troubles you as a collective. It's really that powerful. So the more you can calm it and entrain it and bring it along, then the heart will actually be able to start to rewrite your collective nervous systems as well, dear ones. So the war template uh, for the, there are things that will be easy for you to heart center on and for things to shift because it might be a personal belief structure. It might be something that is uh, uh, a a program you picked up off a a teacher at school and it won't take a lot for for your mind to pivot. But there are bigger collective templates that have seated a lot of the human experience that Georgia and many dear ones who gather with us we do the planetary purification level version of the love and acceptance because there's a much bigger volume of energy. When you're talking about a little inner war or uh, some programming you got from fighting with your sister, which is war on a, on a small level, in a conflict is an internal state of war, having a problem with a boss at work. Maybe it does just require saying one or couple, a couple of things and it will shift do the integration and then you go into work and say, hey, oh, I don't really like how this is working out and it doesn't turn into a big kerfuffle because the energy's already been integrated. But there are bigger energetic templates that many dear ones have come in to help purify, to harvest from the collective agreement of what the human experience is. So for Georgia, war being part of it, there was a, a force of attraction to look at that template to look at that storyline and it kept showing up so through her process she began to understand more about planetary levels of healing the grids that create creation how do fundamental frameworks in your collective agreement of what it is to be a 3d biological person project into your personal collective reality These are things that we call the grids that create creation. You accept them so fundamentally that you're constantly creating them. But consciousness does not actually have to obey this. Consciousness is energy moving. One of the other big ones is decay and entropy of the body. Collectively, even though many of you will say, yes, well, I can live longer and stronger. But the truth is consciousness does not have to obey decay and entropy in the way that you experience it in the body. But the collective belief structure that generates what you see as your biology, which includes these programs for decay and entropy and disease, it plays out all the time unconsciously. But if that is something that you resonate with, you have the power 
not from the little me, dear ones, but from the access gateway of the heart and the master consciousness energy, that brain of God that Georgia was talking about, you can access. You say, ah, I see this big uh, problem here. It's way bigger for, for me to resolve, but I'm sure we want to lift this out of the human collective. So I'm giving it to my heart. I'm surrendering it. Hey, bigger consciousness, can we dissolve this? So yes, the heart centering does it. The purification tool that we shared with you the other time, the infinity eight purification mm, right. tool is very powerful when you're working with bigger collective energy like that. The history of war is a lot of energy, dear ones. So yeah. for one one or two or three or five or ten people to process that, to purify it out of the collective experience so it's not so magnetically attractive, so you keep generating it, generating it. When you have a lot of energy invested in a type of storyline, even as you're evolving, you keep generating it, dear ones. Not just war between countries, now war between galaxies. Do you see, dear ones? Yeah, yeah. Pull the energy out. See the themes. When you see the themes, you're not distracted by the mind and you can purify that energy much faster, dear ones. As you're saying that, I'm, you know, I've got my foot on my grounding mat down here uh, since I'm around all this technology and give, giving off the EMS. I just sort of realized the, the energy of, say, war, big energy, right? Big universal or, or uh, earth energy. And the 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 cleansing or the not getting activated by that energy, it's almost like a bec becoming the grounding mat where all the EMF is here and are surrounding me. But because I'm grounded, it just goes through me into the ground, and and I'm well, not. The EMF dear one is also all just energy. Right. So, and there are many dear ones who are sensitive to energy. So we mm -hmm. would say yes, the grounding is good but also the releases of tension in the body. The mm -hmm. less, the more you entrain your nervous system to stop reacting negatively to things it doesn't recognize, the less problems you'll have. Right. Because it's just energy, dear ones. You are powerful, infinite beings. And yes, if your little me identity, which includes the nervous system, which includes the biology that could get reactive to these things, mm -hmm. feels overwhelmed, then if you release more tension in your body, you're allowing more of the broader consciousness to come in. You can use the infinity eight. But one of the worst things you can do is start turning everything into bad. Sure. Because then you're signaling to your system something's wrong. You're signaling. So it might make you feel good to have the grounding mat, but if you're also saying to, to yourself, well, all these EMFs are bad, now you're sending a signal in your body, good, mm. bad, good, bad, good, yeah, right, bad, right. polarity, right? <clears throat> now, we're not saying EMFs are great or not great or that you should love them or hate them, but we are saying, dear ones, that if you, if you recognize that everything is all energy and it's all working with you and for you, that's how the heart blueprint creates then you'll bring the external system into balance. Why are you surrounded by EMF generating machines? If you have a polarity about them, you're going to attract them until you transcend this illusion that any energy can be good or bad. It's just 
energy. Once you go, ah, I'm in union with everything because I am everything. That is all consciousness. You are everything. Everything is you. Mm-hmm. When you go, okay, I'm everything and everything is me and I'm choosing to have it all work with me and for me and I'm going to surrender out of my little me's version of creation and to my heart, let my heart run the show, you might just find that you manifest some magnificent mechanism that produces no EMF or you no longer react to it or you just don't bother thinking about it anymore, dear ones, because the thinking is the distraction, Hmm. the worrying about it. This is discernment, dear ones. This is discernment. If you are worrying about stuff, you are in mind. You are generating reality from mind. Stop, relax. Come back into your heart. Love and accept the part of you that's worrying. The mind will say, well, if we don't stay vigilant, it's going to be everywhere. That's right. The boogeyman in the closet is going to the come out and get you. The boogeyman's are coming. The Zeta is going to take you. That's and right. And then they'll hybridize be, you oh. and take your DNA. and All of these things, dear ones. And right. yes, you can have, just like a TV show, you can have all of these in bubbles of consciousness. But we want you to receive the ones who are here today watching this. Your frequency is asking for this information because you are here to bypass the distractions of the mind and to receive the reality your heart is creating for you. And we will say, dear ones, that there's been a a lot of period of time even where Georgia and other dear ones have been, we're watching a lot of the charge of the planet and doing a lot of the the, uh, planetary template purification to build up to harvest energy from the old frameworks and to build what we call the 5d grid to energize the grid that can support more people generating from the heart and from the power of their multi-dimensional being that had to sort of be built first you see dear ones so even now if you've been doing a lot of that sort of work your power to lift humanity consciousness collectively is to be seated in the heart. And it, this can be a little confusing because you're like, well, I was doing that and now you're just saying, go seat in the heart and that's enough. Yes, dear ones, because yep. the, the frequency generated <clears throat> from the collective heart anchoring is what will help to raise the dear ones that are still struggling with their mind polarities into the heart because they'll start to say, hey, well, why are you so happy? Well, I'm seated in my heart. Well, aren't you worried about this? Well, I did worry about it and I did my piece of love and acceptance of it. And now I'm seeding it in the heart because I know that this is the power vortex. And the earth will share its consciousness with you fully to manifest physically when you're seated in the heart because this is how the earth keeps the balance for, for, for all of consciousness, you see. If, if manifestation is slowed down for you, if things aren't happening, you are being protected from yourself, from not creating more from your mind. Get into your heart. Practice this. Things will speed up when you're back in your heart fully and that lock has happened. Do you see? 
you don't want to run more energy through this. This is a, this is a mayhem out there, dear ones. Get anchored in the heart, earth grounded. Things will start moving forward. Yeah, one one thing that really helps me when I get too much in the headspace is um, uh, I go I think about my cats, my animals, or you know, just uh, connecting in with that energy because we are so. Uh, I feel just in general, humans, when we have our pets and our our lovely animals, we we kind of working from that space and. It's just, it's, well, there's no, physical, there's no words. Up. Yeah. there's yeah. No, And there's no words coming from them. It's just like, oh, I just, you know, melt with the the cat or, you know. Just, there's no yeah. psychology. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, exactly. when we're talking about the mind, dear ones, we want to clarify this. We're talking about the psychological mind. Right. We're not talking about the mind that you had to work Zoom. <laughs> this is wonderful. This is a piece of all consciousness. We're talking about the psychological mind. When you're caught in the past and the future, when you're worrying, guess what? You're not in the now moment, dear ones. Use your physical senses to ground yourself in the now moment. Heart-centered, earth-grounded. Focus in your now moment. The heart blueprint arrives as manifestation in the now moment. You worrying about the shift is you not being in the now moment. Do you see, dear ones? It's going to arrive here, now, 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 now. Relax. There's less for you to do and more for you to receive. Awesome. Uh, Mark, you have your hand up. So I've I've seen that a lot of times, you know, my heart can actually generate things beyond what I was wanting. But yet sometimes there's, you know, questions about, you know, like, well, you know, figuring out and letting the universe or source know what I want or trying to figure out, like, what is my mission and stuff like that. Can you talk about, like, the old way of or the traditional way of manifesting where you're trying to figure out like what you want and then like creating a vision board and things like that versus just going into your heart and then does your heart already know what you want? Your heart already knows what you want. (laughs) There are many desires that you have as human beings because you have meanings and associations and attachments to them. So a lot of people, and we don't want to sort of bag on learning about manifesting and learning as many people learn about manifestation, this sort of idea of conscious creation, because it helped you all to understand that you are vibrational beings and that you are powerful creators. But a lot of that manifestation was That form of manifestation was intricately wired into the egoic framework of meanings. So uh, George is always joking about the the red Ferrari manifestation. So uh, people want to manifest a car and they have a meaning to it. Well, when I have this car, I'll get the chicks. And when I get the chicks, then I'll feel great. And when I feel great, I'll feel love. Well, 
you can go into the heart and start to generate the love experience and let the love frequency start manifesting the reality that will actually match with that for you. Because uh, when we're not saying you can't take pleasure out of having a, a red Lamborghini, but there's a lot of people who <laughs> drive around in their red Lamborghinis feeling pretty hollow, dear ones. So we're not trying to say any type of manifestation is good or bad. It's just more that your heart really knows genuinely what's going to bring you joy. And you may start to get a sense of that, dear one. Manifestation includes actions that you take. So you might start feeling this excitement about going to law school and it's building and building in a way that it becomes knowingness and you're still going, all right, well, I'm going to go to law school. I'm going to focus on this and make it happen because the way the energy feels when something is coming into manifestation and it pulls you into it, it might feel like a de deliberate creation at that point. Do you see, dear ones? And the red Lamborghini may truly be the thing that gives somebody a, a taste of a happiness that they haven't experienced before. So we're not bagging on that. So, But we want you to understand that there doesn't really have to be a separation at that point. The mind sort of does it because it's afraid of losing control. It's like, well, eh, will I really be... Will, will I really be on my purpose if I just let my heart do this? <laughs> but and this is where you have to kind of catch that that cheeky mind with being, being sort of like, well, because it will feel like your purpose when that energy is building, it, the feeling of the connection of what's coming from your heart because it is your heart blueprint. It's your heart blueprint, dear one. When we talk about the heart blueprint, you and the mind will start going, well, who, whose heart blueprint is this? It's your heart blueprint. It's your heart that already adores you, cherishes you, loves you, values you. When you're in connection with that, things, even ideas of purpose and stuff, when people think of an idea of purpose, it, it gives them a feeling of connection and that feels good. When you're in your heart blueprint, the connection feeling is so strong, dear ones, that uh, sometimes those concepts aren't even there anymore. Does that make sense to you? Yeah. 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 Um, one, one thing uh, uh, Nora Harold says a lot, which I really like, is um, give your mind a, a cookie. Um, sometimes it gets, it just needs something to chew on for. Chew on, yes. yes. <laughs> and really, we give that to the love and acceptance that you can sit down and, and do that. And, and, it we we sort of say, well, really honestly, dear ones, if there's something that you want and you're worrying about it and you're uh, analyzing it, and really, at when we're talking about the level of energy that we're talking about, because your heart blueprint, you're in it, you're building it, you're focusing it, it's growing, and then the mind just wants to worry, and it's just creating this thin crust that's stopping that new creation from dropping in. And then that gives your mind something else to wonder about. Why isn't it here yet? <laughs> right, right, right. Why isn't it happening? And we're saying at the level of creation, when you're energizing your heart, just be aware. Am I buzzing here in my mind? Uh, if I relax and stop, you can give your mind the cookie. Just uh, are you in your heart? Go in there. Release, release tension. Give it the cookies that will work. Yeah, yeah. Yes, because chewing, chewing at the level of manifestation we're talking about 
you just want to be wary of that mind, that thin crust of distraction that's just stopping you from being fully present in your now moment. We have this thing of which we call the welcome mat position, where you're in your heart, you're in a soft body position, you're fully focused in the now moment, and you're welcoming the package to arrive. You're putting out your welcome mat, all the things that your heart is calling forward to you, calling, calling. You put out all the, you're on heart-centered Amazon. Oh, I want to order this. I want to order that. Oh, that will be fun. And your heart's really, it's already got the, the, the gift registration lift. Oh, she's going to love all this stuff. Love it. That They're going to love all the stuff that's coming, coming, coming. And you have to welcome it to your door in the now moment, soft body. Just let it go. Awesome. Do you have time for one more question? I know we're kind of at yes, a yes. Okay, we'll give Cynthia, why don't you ask the last question and then we'll um it I just had a random it, it's probably a quick question and maybe nothing, but the last time we did our little heart-centered meditations, um this symbol very clearly came into my mind's eye. I don't know if you can see it. And I was mm -hmm. just wondering if that if that had any connection to you guys or if that meant anything. Well, <laughs> it means to us what it means to you, dear one. And we would say what it means to you, <clears throat> love and accept the part of you that is that, because what we, we feel underneath the intention of that question, dear one, is something that's already here. It's something that... <clears throat> is implicit in our experience with you, which is recognition, connection, love, and appreciation and value. That is implicit. When there is a mystery of the mind, and the mystery can be coming from, am I really important? Am I really valuable? Am I really existing here as a contribution? You want these signs to feel like a connection and we're saying it's already there dear one so that is the meaning you're already there you're already one with us dear ones do you see only the mind wants a little bit more of a maze right <laughs> and one more corner to turn around before we're all connected perfect thank you indeed dear one well, thank thank you, Circle. Um, I guess we can bring G Georgia back. <clears throat> Indeed, dear ones, yeah. we adore <laughs> you all so very much, and uh, do try and have some fun with this. We know you've been going through a difficult time, and there's a lot of energy on the move. But try and see that energy as your energy. Don't. This is why we say, don't resist anything. Don't get into opinions. Don't get into stories with sides because you're missing the energy and you're letting the mind distract you. It, by the way, dear ones, you can also take as long as you want on this. You can do whatever you want on this journey because it's your choice. You really can. And if you want to go on all kinds of sort of into all kinds of different rooms of consciousness to explore, uh, 
go for it. And but just remember that the heart is always a restorative place, and and it reseats and reanchors you to line up with what what's really going to bring you you joy here. So we don't want you to feel smacked on the wrist if you're in your mind. It's part of the process. But if you stay in your mind opinions, you're missing all the energy. You're actually you're actually calling it for you're actually calling all this chaos. Because it's a whole bunch of energy that's available for you to give to your heart to start creating something new. Yep. Indeed, dear ones. We adore you also very much until we're meeting in this way or some other way. We love you very much. And for now, we'll say goodbye, dear ones. Goodbye. <clears throat> All right. All right. <laughs> All right. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. Um, but I, th I have a feeling we're going to reference this video down the road because, uh, I, I, I definitely okay. on, on some of my other calls and just my exploration of all of the storylines out there, uh, will definitely be getting in our heads quite a bit, but, uh, <laughs> it's great to have this as a, uh, as a, um, a reference piece to go back to to say, yeah. hey, okay, yeah. we're going too far. Let's go back to what let's, get back let's go let's back, get back to the one, one did I say what I say being a heart centered hard ass. <laughs> or centered hard ass. I love it. Yes. We will <laughs> definitely have to like highlight this episode for uh for review down the road because that's part of my fun is exploring the Orion Wars or going down this deep state cabal. The Illuminati storyline. These are all fun for me. It's a lot of fun, yeah. uh, but it can be emotionally uh, when you get too close to it, it can be draining on the body and, and having that, yeah. that, that uh, discernment for, okay, I'm going in. Okay. Don't, don't go in that far. Let's go back. It's just like, if you want to watch a TV show, that's a <laughs> yeah. horror series, like, you know, go for it. I just, it's just, um, some people, some people, I think some people resonate with these stories a lot of the times actually because they have trauma backgrounds. Yeah. And when they are focused more on the story than healing the trauma, it becomes a very perpetuating, um, because if you look at the themes of these storylines, a lot of the times they're about an oppressor taking yep. away the power Yep. disempowering being destructive very you know you know dark and t t toxic energy mm -hmm. and we all have that because we're all part of all consciousness so it's right. within us but when we meet with that as our energy mm -hmm. and integrate it and give it to the heart we gain a huge amount of creative power and and you know that's really our journey is to help people come into their into that le level of power and there's people who resonate with these stories from from curiosity and for sure people with galactic energies are drawn to it it's it, it's definitely part of it but again i'm just like how do we how do you use it to find your power how do you yeah, how do yeah. you use it to 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 see that it's an illusion at some level just in the same way as everything is an illusion you know and yeah. i have power of my illusion or my illusion has power over me. So don't believe the illusion until you like it. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. That's, yeah. uh, that's the message. So, and that's so resonant with the message I'm always trying to put out. So thank you for being a, a clear uh, channel for that message.
Yeah. And definitely it resonates because I'm going to, I'm warning everybody now, I'm going to be going down some crazy rabbit holes because uh, that's just my fun. That's what I yeah. like. And, um, but we always have Georgia G in the circle. Like, well, so a lot of that crazy rabbit holes is cracking <clears throat> people's sense of just basic reality too. Sure. So that's yeah, great. Yeah. It's all part of the process, you know, to go, oh, I'm not just a 3D biological human being. I am all of these other things as well. Um, I am all consciousness and all of these things. Once it's been thought of, it exists essentially. So, um, you know, just um, have fun with it. Have fun. Yeah, yep. have fun. That's yeah. it. That's what we're doing yeah. here. So thanks for having, but thanks for giving us this tool in case we get a little too far down the rabbit hole and we're not having fun anymore. Yeah. We can always come back to, into this. And this is why I think this is uh, so important in your messages. Yeah. And thank key. you, Ruben, so much too. Cause I don't, uh, you know, we're, we're pretty like, Oh, hot centered, hard ass, but um, <laughs> you know, I'm so grateful for all that you've done and you really um, helped to bring our work to a, a much bigger audience and stuff. And, um, you know, and I know that your heart is very pure and very, you know, joyful about humanity evolving and moving forward and if we didn't yeah. know that these other potentialities were there um we just wouldn't think with much expansion about um who we are and, and what we're here to do and, and what we can be um uh so yeah um yeah i'm eternally grateful for our friendship and connection <laughs> absolutely absolutely well i can't wait to go skydiving again so Hell yeah <laughs> yeah. So now, now that you're on the mainland, maybe I might have, when it warms up, I think it's a, it's a bit cold now. Yeah. For it's Scotty. cold. I might go straight after this though. Cause it's good. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, we'll go get out there and do your thing Yeah, and yeah. Uh, can continue. We'll continue to tune in and uh, just thank you for, for all your work and, and everything you're doing for to help and help. And Sacral Evolution is my website. If anybody wants to uh, get on over there and, we definitely we have will have <clears throat> we'll have that in the in the comments for this and or in yep. the description as well as some other packages that you've offered a special twenty percent off. Yeah, 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 yeah. RL twenty percent off or something like that for yeah, a short yeah. time only. <laughs> I'll put it in the in the description. So in thank you for offering yep, yeah. that. Yeah, thank, awesome. Really well, thank you it. so much. Yeah, you don't have to believe me. We, everything I've talked about and shared is. I just want to give a shout out. We have a library. I've been. I had my connection in 2004 and I have a library I've been building since 2007. So we've been around for, for a while, even yep. if it we're relatively new. And I have a library of over 500 recordings, channelings of the circle of light, which is everything that I'm trying to distill basically. And, you know, in these sessions for you. So it's uh, don't believe me, believe the recordings in the library. <laughs> yeah. Very extensive stuff. I haven't, I've only scratched the surface on, some of it, but it's such good, good. It's just a great reminder. I, I, I would suggest everyone uh, a healthy balance is, did I freeze again? Darn it. Um, you can still hear me though, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, a healthy balance is to, uh, you know, to go down these rabbit holes and explore all these different things and then come back to, uh, George's work to sort of get, get us back into our well, Go down your rabbit yeah. holes and find your themes and yeah, then yeah, bring yeah. back exactly. to this work. That's exactly. really exactly. going to give you a lot of power because what's, what's for you is for you, you know, to explore. What your energy is attracted is for you to explore. 
But these tools will give you the gift of the expansion that will come from that rabbit holing. Exactly, exactly. Well, awesome. Thank you so much. Uh, looks like my, oh, I'm back on. Uh, but thanks, Georgia. Bye. Thank you, everybody. Thanks so much. Thanks for tuning in. I uh, hope you like this interview. We actually do this every week on my membership portal page. You can access it through interviewwithed.org or uh, click on the link uh, somewhere in here. I'll put a link and uh, come over and join us. You too can ask questions. Every week we have new special guests and you get to ask questions directly to the channelers and to the beans that they channel. So see you in the portal.